Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone, from newbies to fanatics. I'm one of your hosts for today, Chris Sampson. And I'm your other host, Ray. And today we're talking about Black Mirror. Yeah, Bandersnatch. So we're a little bit behind. Yeah, this shit. came out. We're on vacation. Like, yeah, this is true. <laughs> this, this came out like the end of December. And now it's like end of January. Like right before we went on hiatus for the, you know, holidays, like properly. And uh, while we were trying to do all this, Chris and I were just like, let's come back with Bandersnatch. Because why the fuck not? Oh, well, because um, I think, I, yeah, I, 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 I've... Um exclaimed it several times i am a black mirror junkie uh and i just love this show so freaking much and um i i could have watched bandersnatch like but uh i abstained myself because i really really wanted to do this for the for the show um and ryan and i want to make this into a really cool tradition so the, for for starters, uh, uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch is a really ambitious project. Uh, it's not technically Black Mirror Season 5. Season 5 will come later. Um, but this special, according to uh, Char- Charlie Brooker, um, the showrunner, uh, it's equivalent to like four episodes of a typical Black Mirror season. So it's a very ambitious project. It's like... The, like one of the first adult interactive choose your own adventure TV specials. Um, there's a couple other ones out there. Um, and I guess just to preface it, um, there's this Bandersnatch got a lot of cool reviews, or and it got some mixed reviews. Some were complaining that the choose your own adventure platform is a gimmick, and I'm calling bullshit on that because. Just how it was shot and the design and like the excellent writing, the medium becomes really, really entrenched with the storyline and it becomes, it like breaks the fourth wall and it really brings out in the front like these really cool like postmodern themes of like free will, the illusion of free will and like, and like parallel dimensions and all this other crazy stuff and i thought i I thought this was this was not a gimmick i thought like this medium and like this actual content of the story fit in so well so that's a long that's a long way of saying ryan and i we watched this um we were super excited about it and we are very excited to do this episode today yeah, I, I I think I said this to Chris. So I wanted this to be like as fresh as possible. So I literally watched this this morning while I was at work. And oh. I was like, <laughs> and I'm sitting here saying to myself, I'm like, all right, well, it's a little after 10 o'clock. How long could this possibly take? Like, I realized like you still have to be like invested in it, which I, which I like ask Chris, 150% was still invested in it. However, I clocked in at like, 
a little over two hours on this thing. And oh my God, it was so worth it. But it was probably one of the most stressful viewing experiences as an audience member I've ever been through. And that's like watching, and I mean, this is a horror podcast. So as someone with anxiety, literally like everything makes me anxious. <laughs> like life makes me anxious. And there are certain things when you're watching a horror movie that like either really focus in on that or completely distract you away from that. This was the most anxiety-inducing and yet liberating viewing experience I've ever had because you control the narrative. I mean, obviously they have all of this like timed out already, but you basically choose everything and you watch that little white bar get smaller and smaller and smaller and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Ugh. And it's not just that, like, like that's just one little like visual cue that they did, like... They uh, how the cinematographers planned it out. There was other really cool stuff like that. There was this one, there are a few decisions that you make where the characters in the scene, they're like emphasizing again that there's no pressure, that it's your choice. And even next to one of the choices I made, I wrote, felt some pressure to say yes to this moment. Now, I don't know what would have happened if I said no. I'll find out again next time if I decide to make all the same choices up until that point again, which I did do during this viewing process. I said, well, I've already done this. So if I get a chance to go back, I made like a mental note, like, oh, I'll change this thing. And I actually got to do that, I think, two or three times because I kept fucking up. But it just kept going. It's it's great because, like, well, a couple other things. Like, um, so some of the other examples of cues, like, the lighting change. So he got, like, really, the, the shot got really dark. And there was like, this weird discordant music in the background. And then that bar came up at the bottom. Like, you knew yeah. exactly when a choice was coming. And you were just like, oh, no, what, no, what? Exactly. And the other thing you, you, you brought up is there were various points where you would restart, like, uh, very much like a Groundhog kind of, uh, Day kind of feel. Um, and it also plays into the meta narrative and like the themes where um especially uh, our favorite character colin he talks about t how time travel is possible and how like there's parallel dimensions that are created via your choices and um you know the reason why you can go back and change the past is you have flashbacks so there's plenty of opportunities where like something x y or z happens and then stefan the main character is like um, whether it's of his own power or volition or it's just, or it's because we, we as like the viewers are controlling the narrative, like the thing restarts. Every time I reached that point, I wrote, try again. <laughs> and like, maybe like the, like if there was a point that it took me back to, I made a note of that too. But there are honestly like an infinite amount of options that you could do for this. Yeah. And the reporting leading up to this, um, they were saying there's like a trillion permutations or combinations of paths you can take. And um, I've tried to stay away from spoilers and like, um, because like when Bandersnatch came out, the internet being the internet, like they, they went on hardcore detective sleuthing mode so you had like reddit or subreddits pop up where they're documenting every single possible path and like the exact 
decision tree you you should follow to get like the quote unquote like main five endings. Um, but I think one of the reasons why Ryan and I are so excited uh, about this episode and the fact that we wanted to try to do like, this annual Bandersnatch watch session is just because um, it's just it's just, your decisions are just they just create unique experiences and i think there's like infinite replay value and that also ties into the fact that this story at its broadest it's about a game programmer like trying to program a choose your own adventures game based on a book and how things get so surreal and messed up uh, along the way so yeah so basically the first the very first uh shots we see is stefan waking up he this this um, the story takes place like in 1981. 84. So video games, 84. I'm sorry. Um, so video games are still an upcoming uh, medium. I think at the time, I remember. I think like I forget like what um, current era it is, but like the Commodore 64 uh, was referenced in the game as a, a console that had already been released. Um, and Esteban's a student who aspires to become a video game programmer. Uh, he's very fond of this book called The Bandersnatch, which is a, a, a very popular like fantasy, um, sci-fi... It's a choose-your-own-adventure-like sci-fi book. Yeah. That is about as thick as uh, Infinite Jest. Yeah. Like, it's a huge, but it looks like someone took, like, Infinite Jest and, like, made the Bandersnatch cover for the show or for the movie, whatever. What would we call this a movie? I feel like we would call this a movie. Bandersnatch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because two hours is the longest episode of TV I've ever seen, so let's call it a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, so they actually recorded, like, five to six hours total of content over like 35 days of shooting which these actors must really wanted to have been a part of this because i can't imagine doing that yeah i mean it's like a really ambitious project that's also black mirror and that that name comes with a definite pedigree so yeah so stefan's the main character one of the main characters um and we get we get to see a lot of what he is, what how his life is like in the first couple of shots. Like, uh, he he's a fan of genre. He's a fan of video games. He's very passionate about it. He has like a dysfunctional home life with his dad, or it's like a very awkward one at least in the beginning. And he's also he also has like mental illness, or he has like anxiety problems. Cause we see him take some meds at the beginning, and. We also know that uh, his mother's not in the picture. Like, he lives only with his dad. Uh, and that's, like, the at the be- very beginning, that's, like, those are the main key points that we know about Stefan. Um, which brings us to the first major, or maybe not so major. I mean, Black Mirror just fucks with your head, like, as it does. But the first decision, if I remember correctly, is you have to choose between... Frosted Flakes and some other cereal. Am I correct? Frosties and Sugaros or something. Yeah. So what did you pick? I, I picked Frosted Flakes. So did I. I picked Frosties. Okay. 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 Uh, and I liked how <laughs> that kind of paid off because like 
I mean, I mean, yes, it, 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 it like uh, creates like the first break in the decision tree, but like much, much later, at least in my run. Did Frosties pop back up again for you too? Yeah, yeah, in a commercial on TV. Yes, ex- yes. I think that also has to do with that specific like choice that you make, but also I think it also depends on like which way you went with it because I, during one of the rewinds of my try agains, you see him pick the cereal and I think that has a lot to do with you know, where you go with it. So he eats his breakfast. He goes out the door. He has this important interview at Tuckersoft, correct? Yeah, it's a video game company. Okay. Okay, at the video game company, Tuckersoft. So the next thing that you have to decide for him is what he's going to listen to on the way there. Yes, he's on the bus and he's, he's flipping through like two sets of cassette tapes. He's got two cassette tapes in his bag, and I'm just like, oh, that brings me back. Yeah. Um, I picked the... The now '80s compilation. Yeah, the now track. too, right? The, the na- yeah, that's, that's what, I, what picked. I picked. Then I ran into my first fuck up. I don't know about you. Okay, so I think. Okay, so I feel like I it, see. This is the thing because, like, you don't really know how big or small the your decisions are. At least with these two first ones, because like you're picking cereal and you're picking music, but that's like that's the. Uh, the the danger of it because like it's like the butterfly effect like the smallest change can like have like the most profound uh consequences so i think at this point we we get to like i think the first major major decision like the like one of the most significant decisions so so we get to we get to the video game company uh stefan is freaking out um and he gets to meet colin his personal hero who designs all these game breaking um or uh, these all these super iconic games and Colin is working on uh a game called Nosedive um which is our first black mirror uh, easter egg cuz Nosedive is also the name of the first episode of season 3 um and it's literally about um this woman who lives in a society where your social ranking is based on your social media st- profile oh my god that was the bryce dallas yes, Howard episode. exactly that episode freaked me the hell yeah. out i mean the whole the whole series like really freaks me out with the exception of sanchez because that's the only because... one with a happy ending everything else it yes it yes is. <laughs> and it was beautiful and glorious yes um but yeah so oh it gave me so many feelings so good it's so good um and I, even though there's multiple endings to uh Banner Snatch, and we haven't explored all of them. I'm pretty positive none of them are happy, so we can be guaranteed that. I found out because I read an article that talks about one of the five main endings. I found out that one of the endings I got was actually one of the main endings, and I didn't, I wasn't even aware of any of that because I tried not to um, read anything about it until I watched it once through all the way. The same thing with me, like I was. Just looking up like Black Mirror stuff, like uh, not like I was just like looking up for news headlines just to see what, uh, what uh, minor notes and research could you do, but nothing too spoily. And a lot of the article headlines I saw were like, "This is how you get the five main uh, endings of of Banner Snatch." Like, oh, there's five, but so there's five main ones, but that does imply like there's five. Or there's there's other endings that may have been tweaks or variations off of these five endings. So I, I mean again like the the permutations are 
are quite, quite high. So going back to the scene, to our first major decision, uh, Stefan demos his game, um, but it's not, it's incomplete, but uh, Stefan gets a job offer from the head of the company to pick up, they're going to publish the game and they're going to work on it in studio. So the first uh, decision is accept his offer or refuse his offer. And after this, um, actually, well, Ryan, what did you? I mean, I'm gonna assume that you and I picked the same answer, or maybe we didn't. Oh, uh, who knows? I mean, that, this is this is the fun of it. So, what did you choose? I was just like, yes, accept dream job. Yes. And then everything goes sideways, and you have to try again. Yeah. Which, honestly, now that I think about it makes sense because the whole scene leading up to that was he's demoing the game and you're at an impasse with this god named Pax and you can either worship him or deny him and he everyone goes oh worship him worship him and he goes no 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 don't do that he's the god of thievery and you find out that when you hit worship they go what the hell happened and he goes well I haven't programmed that part of it yet so in my brain, when you hit accept, they hadn't like fully written him out to capacity to like succeeding in that timeline, which is why you have to go back and refuse the offer just like they have to go back and hit deny worship. I mean, that could be me like way overthinking it, but I was just like, they're really... Well, that's just, that's the fun of it. That, that It's so, it's classic Black Mirror. It just screws with your head. Black Mirror is so meticulous in the things that they put in front of you. Nothing, I feel like nothing is a coincidence, even if it's very small. And with Bandersnatch, all of those teeny tiny little things that you speculate during an episode, all of those teeny tiny things that you speculate now become your choices in this experience, which is why I enjoyed it so fucking much because it's so traumatizing. It is. So like, I also selected accepted and what happens is that you work on the game in-house and then i guess like four months later when it's like september and that's the time that's a deadline so they can make it before christmas um you get this shot where there's this television program where this this tv personality is reviewing the game and the game gets like a very mediocre rating. It's like two and a half stars out of five or something like that. Something abysmal. Yeah. And then his dad's trying to console Stefan. And Stefan's like, oh, I guess he really says like, I, I guess I'll have to redo it. And then it, it restarts. He's like, I got to try again. And then the day restarts. So basically that uh, review show becomes your sort of... Uh, win or like to... your win or lose condition like exactly so if you see that you know you're gonna have to start again at some point i began to like hope never to see that but after a while you could sort of tell when you were going to watch that unfold on tv and <laughs> i did not do well <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna just, before we even keep going, I'm just gonna count how many times I had to try again. See, Ryan kept more meticulous notes than I did because I was, I started watching this like 11 p.m. like last night. I had to try again eight times. I felt like I I had to try again like may, around that number, like maybe eight or nine. It's, it's I remember having to restart all, quite a bit. So for, for what happens for me, I don't know if there's, 
No, actually, we're still on the same tree right now. You're still on the same tree. You have to get to the the uh, first yes, no after that. So with Stefan, he refuses, and then it, he gets like this weird look on his face. Like, why, why did I say that? And it's like, oh, no, wait. Oh. Then he like saves himself. He's like, oh, well, um, I I want to do this because um, I if I could do it by myself at home, I know I could do it right. I can do it justice, and then, and then this is here where we we start seeing subtle hints or clues about like a parallel reality because like there's like subtle differences leading up to this scene. So the fact that Colin experiences a bit of deja vu when he's like when he asks Stefan, "Have I met you before?" or the fact that uh, um, Stefan knew things, uh, what what things to say before Colin. Uh, could say um or the fact that colin was parroting lines about banner snatch that in the previous timeline uh or time timeline just call it a timeline yes yeah, stefan was like oh yeah like colin's like oh yeah banner snatch is a genius and uh and is like a work of art and so and yada yada and previously stefan was the one who said that but so you refuse it and then you're still given the job you basically just get like permission to work on it yeah exactly but then you have he, he still has to make it before september um, and since he's doing it by himself in-house, it's going to be a lot more strenuous because he's just a one-man team. We refused. So we're still on the same tree. Yes. So then Colin has... Not Colin. Um, Stefan has a appointment with his therapist because he's feeling the pressure. He's stressed out, but he's still excited that he got this opportunity. Did you get a, a decision tree where Colin asks you what kind of music you listen to? No, I didn't get that till later. Okay. After this is after he refuses, he gives him like a list of music. That's yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. This is why I should have taken notes. Okay, never mind. All right, continue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he goes to the therapist, and the therapist presents you with do you want to you're stressed out you're this you're that do you want to talk about your mom you might find that you might uh uncover some different things about yourself and i said no oh i said yes and this was my first note where i was like felt pressure to say yes because the therapist was again like are you sure? And I was like, I really don't want to say yes to this, but I'm going to. I was really curious, like, what's this tragic backstory? Okay, so if you said yes right away, did that go into the whole story about the rabbit? Uh, yeah. Oh, so I just delayed it by saying no. Yeah, so I found out pretty quickly on that Stefan feels a lot of guilt for indirectly causing, or directly, I guess, depending on how you look at it, like causing the death of his mom. Because when he was five years old, he had this pet bunny, or st- this stuffed bunny. And his dad was like, he shouldn't be playing with his stuff, buddy. It's not for it's not for a boy. It's not suitable. He's, you're making a sissy out of him. So during the night, you, you see his dad steal the rabbit and hide it. Um, and then I, this is where I got my second or my my the next decision tree where I Stefan wakes up. He's trying to look for the rabbit. His mom walks in. It's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be late. Uh, are you coming or not? And I was like, no, I'm, I, I need my rabbit. So I said, so I said no. Oh, I said no too. And then we found out how she died. Yeah, she dies because uh, she because of being late. She missed the eight thirty train. She takes the eight forty five train. The train gets derailed, and uh, Stefan still has so much guilt over this. He was like five years old when this happened. 
I mean, when you're five years old, that's still like a, uh, at least if you believe in like Freudian psychology or stuff like that, it's like a really critical time where like um, traumatic events at that point of life can like stick with you for the rest of your life. And this is also where literally everything can deviate from this point on. Because so far you and I have been like on the same track. I think literally everything can deviate from this point on. So from the therapist office, Stefan goes to a music store. And he's going through the list that Colin gave him to like listen to for inspiration and to just like play in the background while he's doing his thing. And now you're at your crossroads. You can either pick between the album Phaedra or the Bermuda Triangle. I picked Phaedra. I picked the Bermuda Triangle because it looked like there was a devil on the cover of it. And I was like, yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want this. <laughs> I, I just thought, I just, I, for me, like, just, just cause, well, just from the title, Bandersnatch, and just the, the what's it called, the connotation that feel like it feels like it. I mean, this like we will, we're gonna find out that like this movie is very heavily influenced by Alice in Wonderland, and it's very ethereal and surreal. So, I never heard of that album or that vinyl. Said so it sounded just it sounded weird enough and obscure enough that I was like, oh, I maybe this might sound interesting it basically sounded like chris yes now we've officially deviated do you want to walk us through your journey from here on and then we'll go back to this point and we'll walk through mine i'm looking i'm at, okay so i'm cheating a little bit i'm looking at a decision tree to follow the choices because it because even though i wrote it down we're still talking about the episode and i was just like wait a minute i lost track of what they were talking about before that so i needed to check but i will be putting it up because it's actually super useful at the moment i know like this this is like trying to condense like two hours of 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 content to like 15 minutes but let's run through all the choices you made and then do a synopsis of like what happened in the rest of your story okay okay so here are the rest of my this is starting after getting the album and uh again i did not make keep uh as meticulous and good notes as ryan but i'll fill in the blanks with my synopsis. So, follow Colin, take the acid, Stefan jumps, talk to Dr. DeHaines, take meds, follow Colin, take acid, Colin jumps, yells at dad, uh, Dr. Haynes, uh, touch earlobe, flush meds down the toilet, pick up book, uh, PAX, that's P-A-C, um, and this is where my decision trees, I'm not looking at the, the, the decision tree map that Ryan is right now, so I might have missed a bit of decision so i apologize in advance slam table spill tea on computer select brand symbol kill dad uh back at desk select netflix explain more about netflix explain more about netflix go to dr haynes start a fight karate chop dad uh pick up photo select toy says yes and then goes to dr haynes and throughout that time i had to like restart uh, like maybe like eight or nine times it was around the same number as Ryan. So I'm now I'm going to try to do a speed run of what happens. I feel like we made similar yet different choices just in like the reverse order. <laughs> because you were saying things that you did and I had already done them. But I'm really curious because like there was some like you were you were messaging me like you were in the two hour mark earlier. We, we, were, we were talking earlier today via messenger. Um, and then you were around the two hour mark. And then you were saying how, oh, Colin shows up again. And then literally... Like, Colin was missing for, like, the majority of my, my run. Like, 
Like, he was there for, like, the first, like, 20, 30 minutes, and that's it. I think in two of the try-agains, it, like, reset. Because he was, like, missing for two different reasons in two of my resets. And then all of a sudden, he was there again. Yeah. Again, it's also Black Mirror trying to fuck with your head. So, uh, alright, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to speed run as fast as possible. I apologize. So, so, uh, I pick up my album of choice. I also pick up the autobiography of my idol. And I flip through it, the disturbing imagery on the bus. So Kyle is stressed out while working on... I'm sorry. Stefan is stressed out working on the game. He's hit a wall. His dad comes in, remarks that he's not sleeping or eating. So he's cracking on the stress. Stefan... I chose that Stefan yells at at dad. Dad gets angry dro and drops Stefan off in front of Dr. Haynes' office. Stefan sees Colin walk past. So St Stefan storms off and expresses to Colin his, his troubles. He's... And Colin says he's stuck in the hole. So Colin then invites him over to his place to help him out, to help him get out of the hole. Colin then offers Stefan weed, and then he offers a choice to take LSD or acid to open his mind. Again, going back to Alice in Wonderland, this is like straight out of the Mad Hatter. Uh, so um, so I, I said yes. Uh, so I, I say yes to taking the LSD. Colin goes on a crazy rant talking about um, everything from the government controlling everything, mind control, um, government surveillance, you can't trust your loved ones, um, time travel, uh, and this, uh, like, parallel dimensions, and this extended metaphor of Pac-Man being, like, the play of the everyday man. Um, he also, he also mentions that, uh, people can travel through time by, by using mirrors, um, and that, uh, there's an unseen, all-powerful force that makes all of decisions in life, and like the illusion of choice and free wills, is it's 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 just an illusion, and you just have to roll with it. So to prove his point, uh, uh, Colin takes Stefan up out into the balcony, uh, and and Colin says one of them will have to jump. So so I chose myself. Uh, I I I jump, and then we get we cut to a poor review of the game. So then, uh, then I have to. Uh, so then it, re it repeats a montage. Um, Stefan. Then I chose to meet with Dr. Haynes. We f we talk more about our troubles and and like just growing stress. Uh, Dr. Haynes pre prescribes me a higher dosage of pills. Somewhere at this point, I don't recall, but I think it was around this time. Uh, I take the pills, but it ends up killing my creativity. And then we see an another another mediocre review of my game. So then time rewinds. Then I'm back uh, in front of the clinic. Uh, I, I decide to follow Colin again. The crazy acid trip sequence repeats. Uh, and then Colin offers me, offers which one of us will jump. I ask Colin, or I tell Colin to jump. He says, it's like, okay, I will. Uh, he jumps. He falls some, like 50 stories. He dies. His wife... Uh, comes in, she screams in terror, she sees him commit suicide, and then I see, uh, I panic, and then at the door is a realistic version of the Bandersnatch monster roaring the doorway. And then the next morning, I wake up, and my whole sense of reality is super warped. Uh, my uh, dad is taking Stefan back to Dr. Haynes, uh, or it's like, a re it's like a rewind, and then Stefan is mumbling that I should have not let Colin jump. Um, I open up Again, to Dr. Haynes about my troubles. And then Stefan gets a sudden urge to pull at his earlobe because I chose to pull his earlobe. And then for some reason, Stefan's all freaking out and he's, he's struggling to resist. He puts his hands underneath his armpits. Uh, Dr. Haynes prescribes me more medication. 
So at home, Colin's words echo in my head about how how the, the government is like putting stuff like weird medicine and drugs in our food. So I flushed the meds down the toilet. Uh, I continue to work on the game, but I'm massively stressed out. Um, and then I then arrive at the office. Colin, uh, I ask if Colin's been in. No one has heard from him, but they say it's normal. And he, like they they uh, they intimate he's probably high in LSD. The boss is impressed with my latest build of the game, but is dismayed because at the last moment, because I again inspired by Colin, added an additional plot tree about government conspiracies and mind control that completely messed up the rest of the game. So then the boss is he's really pressured or really flustered, but I convince him that I can finish the game over in a weekend. And then an intern later enters the room and provides me a videotape, apparently sent by Colin, to help me out. So during the weekend, I'm super stressed out as usual. I'm then I, I play the video while trying to work on this game. It's an unsettling documentary about my hero. And over the course of working on his book, he goes insane, talking about crazy theories. Uh, he starts seeing weird symbols. I end up killing my wife. He ends up killing his wife. And then my mental state and my idol's mental state are like very, very close together. So to take off my mind of things, I pick up a I pick up a book. It's like a how to program video game book uh, to get my mind off of things. I fall asleep. I wake up in the middle of the night. For some reason, I'm compelled to steal my dad's keys and I unlock a room next to mine. And it's a mysterious cabinet with a keypad on it, and, the, and then you can enter a password. And there's two options. So I chose PAC. Uh, there's two options. It's like PAX and PAC. So I chose PAC. And when I open up the cabinet, I see that my dad's not really who he's, he's supposed to be. Like, he's apparently some scientist. Apparently, ever since I was a kid, he's been poor performing medical and scientific experiments, like psychological experiments. Like, he has detailed notes all like from me ever since I was like five years old, apparently they engineered my my childhood trauma with my mom dying in the train. Uh, Dr. Haynes is also part of it. Zen on the act. And my father appears in the room and tells me I wasn't supposed to see it. Uh, Stefan gets an urge to kill his father, but then he storms off. Um, and then he goes to the confine in Dr. Hayes about his mental state. And I think I, I think this is here where it's kind of, kind of fuzzy. Uh, again, I should have took better notes, but next morning we see Stefan working the game. He's losing it again. He gets the urge to slam his hand on the table out of frustration, but is shocked because he didn't mean to do it. Somehow shaken with some unseen forces trying to control him. And he shouts out who's doing this to him. And a mysterious message appears on the screen. You can choose one or two options. Two options. It was, it was either like PAX, like P A C S, and the mysterious symbol. If you recognize that symbol, it's also another Easter egg. It's it's a it's like a looks like a branch, and that branch it was from the White Bear episode. So I choose the symbol because like oh my god Easter egg, and I don't quite. I think it was a little bit fuzzy afterwards, but we cut to a game release, and I mentioned that the game release was quite unsettling and a haphazard, so I had to restart. So now I'm back in my room. I decide to pick up the photo instead. I fall asleep and again to this surreal dream state where I remember Colin's words saying to me that I can travel through time via mirrors. So I, I walk, I wake up in the middle, and I go to the the bathroom. I put my hand through the mirror, and I. It goes, my hand goes through. So I crawl into the mirror. I come out as a little boy, a five-year-old. And then I get this super surreal scene where it's like a behind-the-scenes scene where mom and dad are both in on the experiment. And they're, it shows how they were introducing a psychological experience on me. Like, like dad splices a, a small candy or treat with LSD 
uh, and they put me to bed on the sound stage and they engineer uh, the whole trauma. So then I wake up the next morning, Stavon's clearly unhinged. I end up killing my father with a glass ashtray and then I call Dr. Haynes and I get her secretary and I start threatening to kill Dr. Haynes and I saying that I know everything. And then we cut to a shot where Stefan is burying his father on his, in his front lawn and there's police sirens in the background. Uh, then we cut to a prison cell and then the, the TV's playing a video game review. And it's getting somewhat favorable reviews because out of sheer morbid curiosity, people got the game because of the backstory of the creator going insane and killing his dad while designing it. And we see Stefan um, in the cell just drawing the mysterious symbol on the wall with like his fingernails. Uh, then, I had to rest- I, then I had to restart montage. Uh, I'm back in my room and um, I'm stressing over the game. And then I get a decision for a, a tree whether to spill tea or destroy my computer outright. So I chose to spill tea on the computer. So so Stefan picks up a cup. He's about to do it. Then he puts down the cup and he's like, he's he's freaking out. And he's like, well, he's not controlling himself. He shouts out, who is doing this? And then I and then I started cracking up because one of the decisions in the, the tree is Netflix and the symbol. So obviously I had to press Netflix. I still didn't. Oh, really? I picked Netflix much. I picked, well, I avoided it because I thought that had I picked Netflix, it would have sent me to the end. But initial, but then eventually I was like, I've already picked this option twice. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Netflix at that point. Okay. So this is where it breaks the fourth wall where like Stefan gets a mysterious message on his computer at saying that there's someone from the 21st century and he's watching controlling him as a form of entertainment through Netflix. And Stefan has no idea what Netflix is. So he asks to completely explain some more. Stefan is unsaid of goes to Dr. Haynes to explain his worries. Dr. Haynes writes him off as preposterous because uh, if Stefan was really was in a TV show, uh, his life isn't exactly entertaining or exciting. And then all of a sudden, there's um, uh, I chose like this really ridiculous decision tree where suddenly Dr. Haynes whips out a pair of police batons. I did not pick this option. And Stefan and her start having a violent fight in the office. And then Stefan's dad runs in, and starts choking me, and like he has me like he's like holding him up with one hand and choking me. And then to disarm my dad, I karate chop him. Uh, and then my dad drags out, uh, drags me out and yell, and I start yelling about my mysterious new friend from the future. Cut to the reset of the game where, uh, it's mediocre because the rest of the, the team has finished the game for me because I assume I was sent off to an insane asylum. Okay, so now we're in the final run. So, this is, um, so repeat montage. Um, I pick up a photo of my family, go to sleep with it, wake up in the middle of the night. I'm possessed with... Uh, an urge to break in and unlock my father's study. This time I used the password toy and then I transform it to a little, my five-year-old self. I find my, uh, my, my bunny, my stuffed bunny in the cabinet. My father walks in, tells me that uh, I should put the rabbit back where it belongs. So uh, I walk back to my bed. I, I put the rabbit underneath my bed and then I fall asleep. I wake up as the next morning, mom is arriving, saying we're gonna be late. Um, and she's asking me if I'm, if I'm gonna go, you can you choose yes or no. I say yes because the kid, um, or me, Stefan, picks up the rabbit from underneath the ta- underneath the bed. And the mom said, oh, well, we missed the 8.30 train, so we had to catch the next one. So, um, 
So it's my, it's me and my mom. We're on the A45 train. This is the same train that derails and and crashes. So we both die. In the present day, Doctor Haynes is suddenly screaming and horrified because Stefan was still in her office, and and see he's. He unexplainedly, unexpectedly died, and she's saying, oh my gosh, he just closed his eyes for a second. What happened? He's dead. And the EMT and my father run to my side, and I'm I'm dead. Credits. Wow, you and I took two very different journeys. I ended up that, I did get that ending, like at the very, very end, which is, and part of my decisions that happened before that is why I was like, oh my god, Colin came back. Okay. Okay, all right. Tell me your story. Okay, so we're, we stopped at the Bermuda Triangle. So I went from there to shouting at dad. I went to visit Dr. Haynes. I decided to bite my nails since that is a habit I used to have. And then I took the pills because it was a higher dose. And then I was like, oh, oh, try again. So then I decided to go back and instead of following Colin. So I went back and then I decided to flush the pills. I hit the desk. I picked up the book. And when I typed in the password, I typed in JFD, which was incorrect. And then I decided to throw... JFD, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Um, And then I threw T all over the computer, and then I picked the little symbol. Okay. And then I decided to back off of his dad, which ended up in a try again, where I had to go back to either following Colin or going back to the doctor. So I was like, all right, I've already done this twice. I'm going to go follow Colin. So I followed Colin and then I said yes to the drugs. I asked Stefan to jump, which turned into a try again, which gave you either the doctor or go back. So I go back and then uh, I picked Colin to jump, which I was like really distressed to do. I really didn't want to do it. And then I picked up a book and then that led me down to, because I knew the outcome of that already. And I was like, I want to try this one again. So I picked the book up knowing where it was going to lead me. And this time I typed in PAC is the password and the computer opens up with PACS as the thing. And then because I'm an idiot, I've lost the number. Like I couldn't remember the number that I had to dial. So I picked the wrong number, which ended up in a try again because the cops get called and he gets put away in the loony bin. Oh yeah, yeah. So when you try again, it takes you to that who's there moment. So this was the point where I was like, Netflix. And then I wrote, tell him more. And then I decided to stop the conversation. Um, Then when he goes back to the, then when he's back at the doctor's office, I was like, fuck yeah. And then I decided to try and leap through the window because I wanted to see what would happen. And then this presents me with the try again moment of either picking up the photo or picking up the book. And I was like, well, I've done the book twice. so I'm going to pick up the photo. I pick up the photo and then I pick the little symbol again. And then I decided to kill dad. And then I chopped up the body. You chopped up the body? I decided to chop up the body. Oh, I did not. That didn't. Okay. Oh. That occurred to my fucked up ass. I was like, yes, I'm going to chop up the body. So alert to my neighbors that are upstairs. I didn't actually have a body to chop up. Okay. So. Oh my God. (laughs) If you, and this is where you and I deviated. And this is where I got one of the original endings literally quite by accident. So I pick chop up the body. And what happens is he succeeds in Bandersnatch being this wonderful game. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. I failed every time. He, he's in the doctor's office and he's talking about how like great he's doing. And you see like the blood on the walls and you're like, all right, well, he went a little cry cry, but everything's fine. And he's like, 
creepily smiling while he's at home and then you see his dad's head is like on his dresser oh, it's like oh my god chris this was a real like horror movie ending oh my i'm so jelly Oh my god. But then he gets arrested and like everything gets pulled off the shelf and you see like the review of it of it going so well but that them learning the truth of what happened to the game and then pulling it off. And when the camera pulls out, it's a reporter doing a report on this from present day. Oh, what? What? Yeah, and get this, get this. Someone has decided to pull the game back out and redevelop it and fix it. And who decides to do this? A girl named Pearl, whose dad was a game developer in the 80s. And who's Pearl? The little fucking baby that Colin was holding when he took Stefan home. Mind blown! It was so good! <laughs> oh my god, what? Yes, yes! Oh my god, that is completely completely different so okay so now wait 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 then you get a choice you get a choice now while you're dealing with the i think it's ending but now you have to make a choice as pearl you can either destroy your computer or you can throw tea all over the computer and i decided to throw tea all over the computer because i didn't want to destroy the computer i was like i just got you and you watch her like look at everything and she stops and then she starts looking for something and she just takes her cup and just goes choop <laughs> like just very automated and then it takes you back to try again where you have to chop up the body or bury the body so I decided to say bury the body I told the boss that yes it can be done by the end of the game by the end of the day and the boss was like bullshit this is where Colin comes back because Colin's here while I'm doing all of this wow I got Colin back wow like before he jumped off the roof well because because the girlfriend came during one point while he was dead. So, like, she recognized that. And I think that was it. Then another time he, like, disappeared. And she's like, no, no, he's never been gone for this long. And I think, like, timelines got screwy in that sense. And that's why he hadn't... See, Colin was, Colin was gone the, my, the rest of my move. But it was weird because, like, I, it was ambiguous because, like, Colin sends me a videotape. And I, I didn't know, like, did he send me this before? Yeah, before he jumped off? Because, like, I've been locked up in my in my own house. I saw her twice in the, in the watch that I did. Okay. Okay, so that, none of that happened to me. Like, the, 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 only, the only girlfriend I'd seen was when she freaked out because Colin jumped out and his brains were splattered everywhere. Okay. So I say yes, that it'll be done by the end of the game. This is where the boss calls bullshit and sends Colin to his house to figure out what the hell is wrong with him. So he comes in and he's like, yeah, is your shit upstairs? And his father, Stefan's like father's dead body is just like laying there. And Colin doesn't seem to notice it. So he just goes upstairs and he is like, oh man, you really went down the hole. And when he turns around, Stefan's holding a knife he grabbed from downstairs before Colin got there. And he's like, so what are you gonna do? And you have a choice to either kill Colin or let him go. No, don't kill Colin. <laughs> I let him go. <laughs> but then 
that forced a try again moment, which went all the way back to a different choice to either get the rabbit from his dad or do something else. I can't remember what it was. So I picked get the rabbit from dad. I picked the toy. And because I went with his mom, I died on the train and that's the way it ended for me. And I was like, Wait, did, did you die on the train or did you... I died on the train, yeah. But did you also experience... Did you see the scene where like he also died in the present day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all part okay, of that. That, okay. goes, that goes part and part. Wow. Of so Jeez. when you get on the 845 train yeah. and you die as a little boy, it goes backwards and it shows you him sitting in the office and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the wow. way my my journey ended. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So we got the, was, we both got the same ending, technically. We did, but I got... I have a feeling that if I had picked destroy the computer instead of throwing tea on it, it might have had a different outcome. Like I could very easily check the decision tree, but I'm not going to. I just tried to use it to like map out where you and I were throughout our journey. And that's all I'm going to use it for. Um, I want to save our notes and wait till we do this again. Oh my God, dude. I'm so... Look at, I mean, I'm going to, I showed you my choices. I'm going to send you a picture of what my notes see, look like. So that see, like, <laughs> you, you chopped out your dad. I just hit him in the head with that glass cigarette ashtray that he uses. Yep. Like, man. Oh my God. I killed his ass. Not only did I, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, there are points where like, it'll either just be like, yeah, you're going to kill your dad in this one because this isn't where you're going to make the choice or they give you the choice to kill your dad. It's whether or not to bury the body or chop it up that you have a problem. Oh, uh, see. Because I picked bury it once. I was like, the dog is going to be the downfall of us. Dad said that earlier. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Oh, you're totally right. Oh my God. Uh-huh. But because I did the first time, the dog picked up the body, and that's why I had to try again. Wow. You know what? I never, I didn't even have a, a choice to bury the body. Like, as soon as I... As soon as you, well, yeah, I had one of those, too, where you conked him over the head, and then it was a different decision you had to make. Yeah, like, or as soon as I, like, finish my phone call with, with the secretary, then it just cuts to me finishing it's just like it's me patting the earth on like on my front lawn and then like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, wow jesus that's crazy oh this is so good ryan oh my god okay i will say that picking the chopping up dad body roots you definitely get a element of horror like true horror in that moment because it is so fucking creepy but he, but he does really well. That was like the one time he did well was when he chopped up his dad. And he's sitting there telling the therapist, like, I'm actually doing really well. He went to go visit his sister in the south of France. So it's been really good since he's been gone. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. He didn't, like, decapitate his dad and, like, like his idol, like, just decapitated his wife. He, like, butchered his father. Oh. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, I choose the fucked up ending, dude. I I want like I mean I mean we got the, we our ending was still pretty bleak, but like I felt like it was one of the quote unquote happier ones. I mean, there's not. I mean, I, again, there's him no... dying when he's like ten. Uh, is a happy ending. <laughs> I, I I so I chose yes, ultimately to like 
because for him to die with his mom as like a mercy killing because he's he's throughout the entire he's just he's just so he's just so unhinged and insane he's going through such internal torment that like you know i wanted to put him out of his misery so that's why i chose yes that's why i kill myself in the past to kill and and die in the present i will say i think that chopping up the body is the only time bandersnatch gets a five out of five Ugh. i i just just as like a note for the next time you do it just like experience that moment of like being a success before you have to go to jail uh yeah you know the pride cometh before the fall yes yes but i love i love that we did this and like i can't wait to make completely different decisions i'm really curious because we technically both got the same main very similar yes yes but like i don't want to i don't want to like look at my notes from this round the next time i do it i just want to write it all down again yeah exactly keep it blind the two of them yes oh god it's gonna be so good wow okay so i think with that do you have anything anything else to add uh yeah the one thing that i thoroughly enjoyed about this experience because it's kind of hard to call it a movie because it is truly an experience. And I think that the more decisions you make, especially the more chances you have to go back, um, the longer this whole entire experience can get for you. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I had a fucking blast. Like if I had started this at 9 a.m., who knows what would have happened? <laughs> so I think my my biggest thing that I noticed throughout all of this was the 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 very strong parallels that I saw from this to Donnie Darko, and Donnie Darko is a movie from two thousand one with Jake Gyllenhaal, or I can't pronounce his last name because I I don't fucking speak Swedish. <laughs> I mean, he he does it he does it once on like Conan O'Brien and I'm not even going to try to imitate that. So let's just call him Jill and Hall because it's easier. No, no, it's just Jill and Hall. American, he, I'll he admit it. it. <laughs> I, you know, it's fine. The parallels that it had to that movie and it made me very nostalgic for that movie. I We should watch it. We should we should do a, we should do an episode about it. <laughs> I I would be down, but I'm afraid that like 15-year-old Ryan would come bursting through and she was dangerous. So like no. maybe not. <laughs> she was not a pleasant person. Um okay, so basically uh, Donnie Darko centers a lot around uh time travel uh during a time where uh, the science teacher was trying to talk to him about theoretical time travel and how he's like, I can't actually talk to you about this in like a realistic sense because I'll lose my job. So there's that whole thing going on. But everything to do with mirrors and trying again and alternate universes or timelines, very reminiscent of Donnie Durko. And if you've seen that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, they might not have relied heavily on movies. I mean, they both have, they both have weird bunnies. They have Frank. right. <laughs> yes, they have Frank. Um, instead of relying heavily on mirrors, they they talk a lot about wormholes. Which fine, wh- however you want to use a vessel, a thing, whatever it is, whether it's a wormhole that comes out of your chest or whether it's a mirror, it, it's a that MacGuffin. You crawl through. Right. It's it. That's your vessel essentially, and it just everything that had to do with like ripple effect and all of this stuff. It was just. It was like, whether it was intentional or not, it was just like a beautiful little nod to like my, my personal nostalgia. I feel like it's totally on purpose. Cause like, uh, they're not stupid. The people that put together this show are not fucking stupid. Exactly. I will say that if this is the one thing that I can like truly say after 
listening to the way you experience this and the way I experience this, you will never be bored unless you somehow manage to go through every single combination. And I think that that would take a very long time. You would need like a week off, I feel like, to do it. Yeah. Unless you quote unquote cheat and use a guide because that this yeah. I don't but you know what I don't want to use a guide I used it for our purposes and I was so like blinders I was so good about it and I'm I'm taking you know what I'm gonna pat myself yeah. on the back it was very good do yourself a favor and even if you've experienced this once or twice do it again because it's not gonna be yes. the same and yeah. this is, I feel like, one of the only things that you can, like, actually say that without taking, like, a mind-altering substance. None of this is ever going to be the same, no matter how many times you watch it. And I think that's the best fucking part. It's so true. They did something so remarkable with this. It's just, it's so mind-blowing. I Again, like, again, for people who who were saying, like, this this medium is was a gimmick, it's like, no, you no. This you, is the you, best you, gimmick I've ever you, seen if it's a you, fucking gimmick. You're not appreciating enough. Like, oh my God. so I'm, I'm very protective of my Black Mirror. I got um, that. Um, there's only two things uh, I just want to add on. Um, one, we're, we're making a blood pact that we're not going to watch this until January 2020. So once we, I'm right. No, I'm being yeah, serious. Yeah. We're saying this right now. I want to do this again. I want to like bring this back next year, and well, that's like, what I mean. Look. Have our like first episode back after our next holiday hiatus. Like be our re-experience of Bandersnatch. I can promise you. That's that's what we're, I want to do. That yeah, but we're we're gonna do that, and we're not gonna watch it again uh, until that time, just so we could stay super fresh once we revisit it because i'm gonna forget all this <laughs> exactly yes um <laughs> uh, and two the the i i love i lo- i love how especially with season four spoilers like um they really subtly hint like a lot of the episodes are like connected together um that's why i love looking for easter eggs um so i mentioned nosedive and there is the the symbol from white bear that shows up as one of the symbols you can pick in the computer screen the other easter egg that um that appears very very early on in the game or in the the experience is when um stefan walks in to the video game office and you see a giant poster for a game called metalhead and it has this this weird robot drone looking dog creature on it. That's um, that's the entire plot premise for another episode. I believe it's season three. It's also called Metalhead, and it's like, oh my god, Metalhead! So, in my head canon, I would like to think that um, the this this video game company produced Metalhead, and the events of the of the actual episode of Black Mirror Season 3 um, was all the events of what happened in the game. Uh, like, so, like, the char- like actual characters are just living out a game and, like, it's all terribly post-apocalyptic and, t- and horrifying and in black and white. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so with that, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited that we did, or I'm so happy that we did this, Ryan. This was so much fun and um we did it this is we're, this is our, our our big comeback for 2019 Woo! yay so uh let's close it out thank you guys for listening to another episode of left for dread please 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 pretty please don't forget to rate review and subscribe literally everything helps 
You can listen to, to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Left for Dread Pod. And on Facebook, we have a group. Uh, we will post that in the show notes. And guys, come check us out on our brand new fucking website, uh, leftfordred.com. Come check us out. Hell yeah. So uh, enjoy this episode. Just stay tuned for all of our other new exciting episodes uh, coming out. We have a lot of cool stuff planned. And last but not least, <laughs> stay dreadful. Stay dreadful. <laughs>
all of our other new exciting episodes uh, coming out. We have a lot of cool stuff planned. And last but not least, stay dreadful! Yeah! Okay.